Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, how's it? And thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Leaving Hillsong. My name's Tanya Levine, and I'm telling you that at the beginning for the first time because I got a message this week saying, don't know who you are or what your story is, but I like your show. So it got me thinking, I'm really lousy at self-promotion, and one of the main reasons for that is when you're discussing people who self-promote in order to profit, it's really hard to self-promote or try and profit. But my story is that I grew up in my teen years in the Hills Christian Life Centre, which is the church that became Hillsong. And I left and had a really interesting time trying to come to terms with that and then got the chance to write a book called People in Glass Houses in 2007. And Since then, a lot of people have written over the years with their stories and eventually I came through with one of the many ideas that I've made people listen to and here now we have a podcast and we'll do an interview with me or an AMA or something soon, whatever people want there to be. I just figured my voice has been heard so much. I've tried to remove my voice from this I don't know, tried to take a back seat to a lot of this so that other people's voices could be heard. But that doesn't mean I don't want you to know my name is Tanya and please support my Patreon where you can. So I'm very excited to have Yolandi Bosch on today. She contacted me some seven years ago and we've been talking and talking ever since and we've already done a little bit of media together. She's been incredibly strong in her stance and recently went public in publications like the New York Post and Business Insider and Current Affair and and things like that, which you can't uh, undo. Pretty permanent thing. Yolanda's experience was with Bible College and we do love having a little gossip. We do love spilling a little tea. So I'm excited to present to you 
a contestant in their game? You know, a lot of people don't know I was actually born in Sabah. And that's why when the, the person who's joining me next first contacted me, it was very exciting to hear from someone from the homeland. So uh, I guess everybody already knows your name, don't they, Yolandi? Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. You've already appeared in a lot of publications around the world and you've done some TV and interviews and really stood up and said a lot of things that haven't been said before. So really excited that we get to do this. Yeah, I'm really excited as well. I'm excited to just hang out with you, Tanya. Ha. Well, we have known each other a long time. I've, really I've, have, yeah. yeah <laughs> we're, I mean, a, we're an ancient friendship now. When would you have first got in touch? Was it? I think I actually got in touch with you. Yeah, was it 2014? Yeah, yeah. After I, I, I mean, after I had the the big realization that that Hillsong was what it was, because I was, I think I was still a bit of in denial after I'd left, and then I started reading about you, and I started reading your book, and then I, I think I contacted you, and I'd always heard the worst things about you, and then I decided, okay, well, okay. you know what, I'm. I am not going to be judgmental like these people and I'm going to end up yeah, just reaching out to you. They gave me so much publicity. It's been so good. Every year. I know. They really have. They really did. I mean, every single year we've been warned about Tanya Levin. And it's just been wonderful. Well, you've been a Christian for a lot of your life before Hillsong was ever a part of it, yeah? Yeah, I mean, during my teenage years, I, I was and I was very new agey and I was into other stuff that was a very dark uh, more of a dark type of person, I guess. And then I, um, because of my own um, past experiences, and then I, I met God on my own, which I really think is a great thing because it, it wasn't really through Song or any of those, um, you know, any real church, let's put it that way. It was more my own journey to God, authentic journey, I think, which has kept me not leaving the faith up to this point. Song only came into the chapter later on, but most of my teenage years were spent not believing in God. And it was only while I was around 17 or 18 that I got to know God and became a Christian. Okay. And then what What sort of church were you attending then? Um, I was attending my mum's church that she went to that I ended up leaving as well later on because of the same kind. They were also connected to Hillsong and they were also doing all sorts of funny things and getting into all the stuff where I started learning about something called the Emerging Church, which is a connection of churches that have um, the same kind of view on um, Christianity, which is more of a almost a new agey view of, of Christianity and um, Hillsong is a part of that. It's all about this culture trend and, and so forth. But Mosaic was a lot like that and Mosaic in LA is connected to them and they're pretty similar as well. So I went to that church from the age of 10, but I'd gone to that church not really believing during my teens either, but my mum okay. was there for a very long time. And then when you had your own experience, you continued to go to that church yeah, I went to that church and I started realizing things were also really dodgy in that church. You know, I had a chat to one of my friends in America when I was living there and he said to me, I think you're kind of on this path where God will send you to churches and show you all the bad stuff so that you can bring out the good stuff too. But I think um, I was just put on this journey of seeing, okay, some of these churches are really bad. They're really bad and toxic for people. Better for some people not to even be in them. How do you end up going to Hillsong? So I, in I Australia, worked on... Places. 
funny thing is because I, I grew up in the film industry with my pet with my grand um, with my grandfather and my mom so I basically grew up in the newsroom in South Africa because my grandfather was the head of, of um, SABC TV news instead of going to kindy I just didn't fit into kindy as a kid for some reason and I just preferred sitting and working with my grandfather and my mom and so he would bring me to um to the office at the SABC and I would grow up. So I guess I had a bit of a bigger perception of life than other kids would because I, I got to see, you know, the newsroom and, and things happening there on a daily basis. So eventually that translated in me going to film school because I the whole family is basically into journalism. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought, well, okay, I'd love to go and make movies. But because I was so deep in my Christian faith and still am, but at that time I, I really wanted to make documentaries that would be based on Christianity. Yeah, it brought me to Cape Town and then obviously watching a lot of Hillsong and um, watching it on TV and God TV and being really influenced by, you know, the messaging because it's super positive when you watch it. And, you know, I could just as well be close to Hillsong as well. And back then, Hillsong didn't actually have a physical campus. They had a, they just had campus um, church. So they had the they had UCT, which was University of Cape Town, and they had like these small little campus churches everywhere that you would go to and eventually they bought the massive stadium which used to be the big nightclub and that was a big scandal why was it a scandal because it was a big drug haven it was a huge drug haven bad drug addicts and things like that and eventually because it had such a bad name the cops and some sort of body in South Africa closed it down and they took away their license and then Gilson came along and it was one of the most expensive real estate purchases in that area in Century City at that time. I remember people going crazy and they were like, how did the church buy this? You know, and they just they just spend it as, oh, you know, we're going to change the bad for to the good. It is interesting that they had the funds to buy that you know, outright. It was I think it was probably one of the most expensive they bought some sort of hokey pokey. It's, it's called hokey pokey or something. And okay. I, my eyebrows just went, what? It's, done, it's been done quite it, a few times. It is. It seems like it's quite common. It feel, feels like they like buying nightclubs up. Maybe, I don't know, they get a special deal or something. But this it is quite strange. I think the LA one used to be a nightclub as well, was an event. Oh, the New York one was. Sorry, New York was. New yeah. York used to be a big club. So you're in film school in Cape Town. And what happens you start going to Hillsong then? Yeah, I start going to these extent, what they call extension services. Then I start making friends with quite a, a lot of different people within the church. And I won't mention all the names and stuff because I, I think that would be disrespectful towards them. But they eventually invite me to go to their home group. Lovely people don't have anything bad to say about them per se, but they start integrating me into the, I guess, the back end of what's happening. And they start helping with the church plant in Century City. And I start helping them as well. And I'm at their home like um, every third day or whatever. And they eventually introduced me to Darren Kiddo, which is he's one of the directors at on the board of directors. And we start, you know, forming okay. friendship and, and he eventually then tells me, look, I think you've got such a good calling on your life. You should come to Australia and you should think about studying at Hillsong College. So, so, okay, so he was in South Africa at the time, yeah? Yeah, he was there for the okay. church plant. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so yeah, I think he spends time at everyone. I honestly never had anything bad to say about him. He's a very right. nice guy, you know. So what happens then because you were working and stuff? You know, I was highly influenced by their culture, highly influenced by the, you know, this family kind of culture. Also, I guess this um, 
you know, this culture of, I guess, inclusivity. And the more inclusive you get, the better. So I started, you know, going more to church things, which I think it was a part of the fact that I still really wanted to be close to God. But um, I also think it was the community part of it. And I started going to more church things than actually going to class. And they started, you know, saying, you know, it would be better for you to maybe leave your college Mm. um, and then go to Hillsong. Mm. And I started thinking about it and I started realizing, okay, maybe this is what I want to do. Maybe I don't want to be at film school. And I had great opportunities at film school. I was working on sets of like Winnie the movie, like Death Race 2, which is a Quentin Tarantino produced movie. I mean, things like that. And um, I mean, I had these great opportunities, but I ended up leaving these opportunities. And I mean, that was my own decision, but, and it was done out of a good heart, but I, I was swayed at a point where I was feeling like, you know, I want to be a part of their culture instead of being part of the other culture, which is the film. The film world is quite a rough world to be in in yeah. the first place, but it's kind of this bad world where everybody's partying and drinking on the one side and the other side, you've got your song where everybody's doing know what you think they're doing the right thing yeah um but obviously my world crashed when I came to Australia and I started learning that they were much different you know some of the people I worked with in the film industry were more real than the people at Pilsen College (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so then what I did was I ended up leaving my left and I went to Johannesburg and I said to my mom look I I really want to go to Australia. I still think that God's hand was in everything, regardless of the negativity that happened with Hillsong. I ended up winning a return ticket to Australia, which was so strange. Wow. wow. It's a long story, but I was literally the last person at, at this competition with a flight center with SDA. And I just got there and they call out my name. Mm. Um, if I wasn't there, I wouldn't have got return ticket so I, I actually ended up coming to Yelso first to just check it out which is funny because I'd actually received that ticket so I left my studies I put it on hold I said okay well if it doesn't work out I can always go back to it basically gave up everything I really felt like I was doing it for God and in a sense, I was. I came to Australia and I met these amazing friends at Hillsong and they were really incredible. And the perception I got of Hillsong when I got here, just as an, an offset of the first time seeing everybody, was not the reality of what it was like being in college. I was only here for like two or three weeks. So, I mean, there's just yeah. so much you can see yep. and do. Yep. And then I made these friends and I kept connections with them. And then I was really convinced I needed to come to Hillsong College. So then I went back to South Africa and then I worked with my mom for about a year and a half maybe two years to get enough money to come to college. Yeah, yeah. Saving and then I had to join a church, which they asked me to join because they asked you to be a part of a church for at least a year or two. And then the church has to vouch for you. So I joined a church called Rivers Church. They're actually pretty lovely people and they're very connected with Brian and Bobby. So they then wrote a reference for me and said that, you know, they feel like I should go to your song and ended up doing the application. But then the application was accepted and then believe it was denied. And I got an email back saying, sorry, we no longer, we can no longer accept you. What do you mean? So they first accepted me and said, yes, you're approved. You can come to the college. And then they said, no, sorry, we've changed our mind. But, but. Okay. Yeah. So I think the reason they did that was because they asked us for a full history of what your parents do, what your, you know, you need to send through this whole historical value of what your life was like. Have you slept with somebody recently? I mean, those were really like personal questions, which is uncomfortable to do, to do at that point. Questions like, what does your mom do? What does your dad do? What does this do? And, And, you know, it's very personal questions that you have to answer. And I, 
question my mom was a journalist <laughs> am I supposed to lie you know previously she was a journalist I think that might have made them a little bit uneasy because they thought oh crap you know somebody used to work for BBC CNN or whatever this might kind of you know if we were hiding something that's what I'm uh, thinking now back then I didn't think that so they knew but, you were, they knew you were trouble. but they made references to it I I think so I think they just don't want anybody to question things that that could be one part of it and also because we'd have had an issue with that connected church to them which could be because they're so interconnected which I think is a whole oh, okay. lot of people oh, okay yeah so yep. that church that my mom and I went to my mom went to for about what was it 12 13 years you know she was on the worship team she ended up getting kicked out of the worship team because she started questioning some of the things that they were doing you know questioning things and I don't think these kinds of churches like questioning you know they don't like people questioning them at all how did you end up going then then what happened so then my mom emailed them and she's and she said look I don't really understand why you know you haven't accepted her and why the change of heart because you know we've just paid for everything we've paid for the the flights we've paid the tuition and now you don't want her to come over anymore and you don't really give us any no real response to it and then Oh, actually, I said, could you let Dara know? And I think when we mentioned that, I think that that changed it. It could have been something like that. Okay. Um, it was years ago. But it was something that we did in terms of, like, just mentioning a few things. And, and then they ended up saying, look, okay, it's fine. You can come through. And then I ended up going to Wilson College. And I ended up packing my bags and getting ready to go to the college. When you arrived? When I arrived, um, there was a part, because of this whole mess that they'd made and somebody deciding that I wasn't supposed to be at that college I didn't have any accommodation to live anywhere so I was forced to stay with a friend of mine who was another South African and I ended up having to stay on his couch for I think it was about two weeks um so I'd contacted them multiple times I'd already paid them and everything to be able to stay at my house which was supposed to be prepared for me because they have these girls houses that and boys houses as well with like five bedrooms that they rent from other landlords and then they rent it out at a premium price to people and then there's like three girls in one room (laughs) okay (laughs) some girls five girls in one room right that's the extreme if you have one they call it the girls mansion putting five girls in a room together that might have issues or different you know girl issues or just any five humans in one room i you know it's gonna cause so much trouble and i mean it's just the, the whole thing and remember then there's already like 12 people in one house so you've got the girls mansion which has like 12 girls like there's six bedrooms and there's 12 girls in one house you know it's bound to be a drama you've got me I had my own room because I already knew that I didn't want to share a room with I wasn't used to I was a single kid um, I, I was used to being on my own so I wanted to have my own space they um, eventually put us into that house but before that I ended up staying with this friend of mine which happened to be a guy right we were just friends and I was sleeping on his couch and I was called in because one girl that she found out that I was sleeping on his couch, but I had nowhere to go. I had no money because everything was already paid to them. They didn't put me in the proper housing that they were meant to. And then I was called in and I was told, why am I sleeping in the same house as a boy? And it, it's sexually immoral. This is my first two weeks. <laughs> and I was like, what What are you talking about? I just don't have a place to stay. Give me a place to stay. I'll stay there. I can't afford a hotel. I don't, I'm a student. You know, where am I supposed to go? And they... 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. They actually said to me, well, maybe you should try and stay in the Crown Hotel. It was around the corner. And I was like... Excuse me? <laughs> How am I supposed to pay for that? <laughs> it's 200 bucks a night. I'm a student. So, I mean, um, you started classes while this was going on? So, yeah, I started classes. So I had to commute to my classes and I was living, obviously, with this guy friend of mine. But they immediately sexualized it and which it was already a big red flag for me, which I try to brush off and I try to put it on myself immediately. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm dirty. Maybe I'm. I'm used to coming out of this lifestyle where people are constantly partying and they're from one nightclub to the next. And I, you know, maybe it's my own mind that's dirty. You know, that's what I thought. But yeah, so eventually they put me in the the girl, the house of horrors with these other girls. I think we were about six or seven in the house and it was a complete nightmare. (laughs) What happened? Moved in with them and all of us had different issues and um, some were younger, some were, I think the, the whole thing was just super mature, the way that everybody was acting. How old are you at this point? I think I was around 21. Okay, wow. So you're And about- some of the girls like 18, fresh out of school. So there was a lot of backbiting about cleaning and... Look, you know, these are pretty common issues for young people in share accommodation. I don't, you know, I don't think you have to kind of drive yourself into the ground over that where one person doesn't clean properly enough you know and I was really bad at cleaning I really was you know and I'm not even gonna say I wasn't but and it would drive somebody up the wall which I totally understand but they made it a psychological thing like you know like she's lying because she's not cleaning it properly enough things like that and it became this thing of almost victimizing and bullying and it was about cleaning and then it was about the next thing and the next thing but it, it wasn't just because of that it was because I was also calling them out on other things for instance one of the girls that lived in the house with me had a pastor father and and she was sleeping with the boyfriend inside of the house and I was constantly saying why are you sleeping with a boyfriend when I'm being crucified for saying that I have just slept on someone's couch and did nothing with this person yet you are allowed to and there's a blind eye being put on you because you're allowed to do whatever you want and boys are not allowed in this house but he's allowed here but it was just the fact that it was this hypocrisy constantly going on. Anyway, ended up making really good friends with one person in the house and we were best friends. We did everything together. She was like the best friend that you would find, like a movie best friend. And 
the thing is that, you know, they would drag her in as well. And as soon as I was, you know, the bad person, she was the bad person as well. So it started becoming this really bad cycle. And then they started contacting the college authorities on us. And eventually hey. we had this big meeting. Who's they? Um, these girls, these girls oh, in the okay. house. Because we were having these internal fights, we got called in by um, Margaret Stunt, which happened to be the ex-head of oh Mercy Ministries. That name comes up in so many places around the world. Okay, yes. This person, this Margaret Margaret Stunt comes in and I have no idea who she is. I have, I've met her maybe once in my life. I see her on stage and I see her passionately and vigorously going off at people about how they're losing their calling in life. And then she comes in and she's like, I'm stepping in for Terry Scott because Terry Scott is a male and shouldn't be handling the situation. A female should okay. be. Fair enough. But I think Terry Scott probably would have handled it better than she would have handled it. But that's the side point. She comes and she sits us down like this whole seance kind of thing making me feel like a hand like handmaid's tale there's a scene in handmaid's tale that resembles this a lot you know she she sits us down in this little circle and she lets every single girl yeah. say their grievance against me and for somebody that hasn't come out of this kind of culture or no. you know has never had this kind of confronting culture regardless of whether i've done things right or wrong you start feeling super scared you know so I'm sitting in this in this this round this room with these girls sitting around me, and each of them, are, she's like, "What's your grievance with her? What's your grievance with her? What's your grievance?" You know, it's not like positive; it's really negative, and I'm shocked. And you know, well, and eventually, yeah. she just says, "Look, can you see everybody has a problem with you?" Oh, and then my friend, the friend that I'd made, she tries to stick up for me and she's like, no, 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 wait, that's not fair. That's not fair. Let's like, try and be fair and reasonable here, right? You know, it, it was really an unfair situation in that situation because oh. most of the girls, um, and that really did a lot of damage to me as a young girl because well, you go back and you think, maybe it is me. Maybe there's something really wrong with me if everybody well, in this bullying. group is saying it's, that. It's group bullying. What else is it? Exactly. And they were talking about my finances. They were talking about the amount of money I have in my bank account in that meeting. Things that were really personal that I just felt, you know, was just disgusting. So so that happened. So that was my first two weeks or no, first three weeks at, at Hillsong College, right? It's supposed to be a really exciting week, you know, exciting time. I'm there with people I really love, like um, one of my best friends that I had who unfortunately passed away this year, Paula. She was a friend of mine until the very end. I mean, people like that, I made really incredible friends there, but those people were not in that house. But these people in this house, they were really trying to, you know, distort me into being, you know, pegged as somebody that I wasn't in um in their behavior towards me okay um that's revolting you keep going to class so i keep going to class but i mean because these girls are already they they started forming this kind of mean girls group you know and they ended up having friends in the other classes and everybody would start talking it was almost like being in a canadian high school two of the girls were canadian and yeah it was, it was really tough yeah it was really tough and then at that point i also found out that my mom had four growths and so she had these cancer growths okay and and I in, ended up telling Margaret stand about this and I said look because she tried to like put herself as this big mama bear and I needed to report everything to her so in my mind at that stage I thought I was the problem so I actually went to her and I said look my mom is really sick and she called my mom and told my mom you know maybe she's demon possessed what 
And my mom was like, what? Are you serious? She's like, I can't even believe this, right? And she was really rude to my mom. And my mom went for surgery. And luckily, the stuff that was in her was benign. But I mean, it was a big scare for us. And during that time, I had to go through the first time away from home for such a long time. You're going through all this stuff and you just have these people that are just constantly telling you, you know, you are a troublemaker, you're this and that, and you haven't even really done much to, you know, later on, I think I, you know, I deserve that title a little bit more. Than- <laughs> <laughs> no, congratulations. That's, that's fantastic. And I'm glad your mum's all right as well. Yeah. One of the terms you're most famous for, I think, introducing into the world vernacular in terms of Hillsong is uh, the term slave labour. So you were this. That's where my story goes on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you were being treated like this while the expectations were what you found. So when you do yep. go to Hillsong, yep. you've got your different streams, which would be your dance stream, you'd be your pastoral stream for people who want to be um, pastors and preach in the church or go back to their home church and preach at their home church or you'd get a film side of things and you'd get the worship side of things. So look, I try to just do the um, worship side of things because I felt like it was something that I, I really loved singing. So I ended up wanting to do that. So you've got the film side of things and then you've got the worship side of things that I decided to take a break from the film stuff because I sing as well. So I decided to do the worship side of things. So when we did our auditions, and I didn't know that we would have auditions for this, right? I thought that we would just be put into random classes and so forth. You actually get put into classes and you get graded for those classes. So you get put into these classes that are like, you sing really well. So you're in a good class, which is like class A. I'm putting, just giving it a name, right? Class B, class C, class D. and so. And then worst class, let's say class F, which is like the worst class that you could be in and you're probably never going to be on stage ever. So you're just going to be sitting there and they're going to take your money kind of thing. If you get into class A, you, you're pretty much already on worship teams and, and singing and, and you're probably up there already and they're already grooming you to be, you know, in whichever it, section it would be in, youth or whatever, college band, so forth. Mm-hmm. you're in class b you've got talent you probably can also then act as the backup to sing in chapel wherever else and then you've got class c which is you've got talent but you need a bit of help you know and so yeah so then they do like this whole voice audition thing where you've got to sing a song before five band members of united or teachers from the college whoever is there even bobby on the day and then you've got to sing for them and then they decide your fate right <laughs> so, and then you get a singing up. teacher it's insane. I mean, why would you even do that, right? So you're really really there as a contestant in their game. And then they also grade you on your clothing. I've, I've heard from from second years and third years that they had these checklists that they had to print out for, for them to check off. Like, does she have a Beyonce look? Does she have an Adele look? What? How can we use her on stage? And it's kind of ridiculous, honestly. It's a church. It's not a show. This, this answers all of those Australian idol questions and X Factor questions of how their Hillsong people keep winning. It's, it's yeah, yeah, so they, they really groom you for it. They, they really train you and groom you for it. They look at your, your aesthetic. They look at the way that you dress. They look at all of this. I mean, a lot of the comments that I got from hate mail that I got, I guess, from people after I spoke out was that, oh, you, you just wish you were on stage. And, I'm, um, and no, it, it's not about that. I really cared about, you know, being close to God. And it, it was astounding to me that why would they actually put you in a class, you know, and I was actually not even in a bad class. So you're paying to be in this industry. That's incredible. 
and I'm paying $3,000 to do this, right? At that time, it was a lot, like three or 4000 Australian dollars. That was without rent and all that stuff, food and, and um, course materials and so forth. You know, why are we actually categorizing people? And is this really a place where we're learning to be closer to God or are we learning how to be a worship leader on stage at Hillsong to go to the Grammys, you know? But I could have easily worked in film school in South Africa and worked myself up and stayed there and not be influenced by, you know, their propaganda. So I was put into the choir and I was very happy in it. And I mean, I would be backstage with everybody and we did get to see quite a lot of what was going on backstage. And there was a great divide between Bobby and Brian from actually spending a lot of time in other churches that are quite popular in the mainstream world, I guess, and contrasting it to what's happened at Hillsong, I would say that it was quite strange and bizarre the way that they acted. They did act very mm. off stand offish towards normal people. They didn't really want to mix with us. They didn't even really want to mix with some of the United players and so forth. So there's a big divide between them and us. And they even had their allocated seating celebrities like, I didn't even know who they were until I got to Australia. And then, and so they would parade these people. They were there be sitting in this little line and you were not allowed to sit there. And they had VIP sections with the big bodyguards and whatever else. And yeah, it was just, it was, it was bizarre. Going back to the slave labor comments that because I had this huge issue with these girls in the house and because I had such a big mouth and I said, look, I just, I just don't agree with this and this and this and this. I ended up getting taken off by surprise from saying, look, you, you're not allowed to um, participate in, in any, um, you're a harm to, to these people. And we'd rather just you have you scrubbing toilets at the next conference. And so I questioned that. I said, oh, how am I harmful? And they're like, no, we just, you know, we feel like you need to learn how to be humble and you need to clean the toilets, which I don't have a problem with, right? But it was it was more by, you know, the way of them trying to, you know, I'm trying to get the right English word for it, but punish me, I guess. It would probably be the best way to say it. They'd probably try what to punish me. Af- what it is in Afrikaans? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a word I was thinking, which is a good word for it. Actually, it means like to really a, punish somebody. You 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 kick a kid, a kid right? Okay. Um, or you you don't kick a kid, you punish a kid to an extent because they're naughty. So this is the kind of feeling that I had. But then I was told by them they gave me this long speech, and the long speech was, and this was by this person from mercy ministries and then by another woman who did a lot of damage in a lot of people's lives and i still don't understand how she's there she's the so-called psychologist okay and she played a role later on in in damaging my life as well but they would tell me that you know i'm being punished and i need to listen to um, listen to them because people like um, lee burns who was the the college principal and people like brooke frazier used to be on this thing called refresh so i was in refresh and refresh is like cleaning the toilets yeah, of, of their conferences. And that means like cleaning the the spills and, and whatever else. And and what we really were, we're just slaves to them. So, I mean, I was paying so much money to just do that. <laughs> and like I said to you, I don't mind getting my hands dirty, but it was a principle of how they were coercing us, I guess. It was yeah. using a forms of coercion to manipulate us to and to embarrass us in front of our peers. 
how often did you have to be on refresh? So I was at color conference and I did it at a color, color conference for three or four days. And then I eventually couldn't do it anymore because I was so tired and our breaks were so low and they would check up and make sure that we were there. Luckily for me, my team leader was an older man and he was very lovely and he put me backstage and they were furious about that later on. But mm. I ended up having to clean Bobby's room her dressing room where they had all these gifts and I mean they were charging they were literally letting the these religious leaders like Beth Moore stay at Park Hyatt for five nights I mean it's a thousand bucks a night in that place where are they getting the money to pay for these people well well I mean they don't have to pay cleaners so they've got all that spare cash then yeah I mean they don't have to pay anyone everything is done the the sound is done the cleaning is done for them every single thing is done by students there is nothing that is not done the venue is sponsored as well as far as I know even the food sponsored where does the registration money go then to them obviously into their bank account back then I think it was like 300 400 dollars a ticket I was sick in the, in the Hillsong Conference one. I had kidney stones, so I had really bad kidney stones and I was throwing up and I was so deadly sick. I was already doing a two drops just to make ends meet because the rent was so high. Anyway, so at that point I became so sick with kidney stones and they said, look, if you don't do this, if you don't go and you don't pick yourself up, you will not. And I even had, they, they have a campus doctor, which is strange as well, because that doctor is connected to them. And even that doctor was like, no, you're sick. You need to stay at home. Right. But anyway, they forced me. So they forced me to work for like three days straight, ended up passing out in the recreation room at the top. And yeah, it was just, it, it was horrific, you know, and nobody, nobody could care twice about me. What happened? I mean, what medical care did you get? Nothing. Well, when you passed out, what happened? No, I just passed out myself in the in, at the top of the. I, I started sleeping and then I missed my my serving and I ended up not passing that subject because I oh. yeah. And then I went to their sick bay and the sick bay said to me, "I need to go home." And then they told me I was the greatest disappointment of life. You know, basically. Sorry, what? So the Margaret Stunt's PA then took me back home and she said, look, you could have been so great. You could have been like Margaret. You could have been so great and amazing. And and we just, I feel like, you know, you just blew it. You just blew it. You just like blew your life away. It was really hard editing that interview. There's still so many topics that we go through in the next episode. Next week, we talk about what it's cost Yolandi to go public with her experiences and what she feels about Hillsong and life since doing that. So make sure you tune in for part two next week. Talk then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.